The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but let me tell you, I'm more excited to have our guest on today. He is the managing member at PGL Properties, LLC, Mr. Vish Muni. Vish, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Cody. Thank you for having me on your podcast. No, thank you for joining us. It's truly a pleasure. I know we, we've seen each other in some of the different meetups and, and gotten a chance to talk, but it's been a true pleasure uh, pulling back the curtain. We've, we've been gut laughing for a while about kids and family and all the things that go, go into that. So it, it's been a pleasure to have you on to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Vish, just in case folks are, are seeing your name, uh, hearing your voice or face for the first time, would you tell us a little bit about your origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and what you find yourself in real estate these days? Well, thank you for those wonderful questions, Cody. I came to this great country. For, I was born and raised in India, and I came to California, Texas in 2000. Like all techies who came here for Y2K problem, that is how I landed it in California. And fast forward in 2009, me and my wife uh, uh, started a company called uh, Duplexaholics with the, with the intention that we buy one duplex a year for 10 years. And that company still exists. And how we got into real estate is my grandfather built 16 rental properties about 30 years back. And those properties are still cash flowing and that the real estate has always stuck with me and I told, there should be something I can do, but that was my grandfather's plan and I should be able to do something. So, so real estate is always in me. And then when I met my wife and she also was partly in real estate, we didn't know how to do it, but we decided let's buy a duplex. Let's stay on one side and rent out the other side. So that is how we got into real estate in 2009. And fast forward again, I've been buying single family homes since 2009 and we have a portfolio of single families homes duplexes and fourplexes and two years back i got into multifamily. so that has been my journey i love it listen everyone's got a unique origin story i, I love hearing your background and, and hoping that everyone who's listening to this at home with all of our different guests understand that you can have uh, as diverse of a background as you want you don't have to grow up or even have learned a lot about real estate. As long as you're willing to get out there and learn and educate yourself, you can you can jump in at any time. Uh, but this, I mean, you've been doing a lot. You've been doing it for a long time. Uh, you know, I think you're one of the few that we've talked to on here that have been doing it uh, since right around the crash in 08 and 09 and kind of the, the rebirth of real estate after that. I'm sure though, everything hasn't been perfect along your way. So, you know, we want to talk about some of the struggles and challenges you've had in your career thus far. And hopefully, educate our audience on something to avoid or something to learn from some of the things you've seen. That's exciting, Cody. I'm, I'm glad you asked me those questions because uh, everyone talks about only the good side of real estate investing, but I, I get super excited when someone says, tell me what really went wrong. And so, but there are many things which went wrong, but I can't talk about all of them all day long, but I can only be a little more specific. So on the first duplex we bought, this was in, in Austin, Texas in 2009. 
So we saw several properties and there's one property which caught our attention. And so me and my wife made an offer on the property. It was occupied on one side and the other side it was not occupied. So we bought that property, everything went fine. The offer was accepted. Now the next is when it comes to lending, I didn't know what was the process, to be honest. So I go to my bank because I'd bought a car from the bank and there I thought the bank would give me money. So the bank refused to give me money. They told me, don't give money to LLCs. So bank number one rejected, bank number two rejected, bank number three is rejected. I've done my due diligence. I've done everything on the property. Now the time is ticking. So by the time I got my got money to buy the property, I was looking into my notes. I had contacted 18 different banks. So the 19th, 1818, because every... Wow. Everyone gave me a different reason for not giving me money. I have a good mindset, winning mindset. But with that, I didn't take them as a failure or a setback. They were feedbacks because the 19th bank, when I spoke to them, I was more intelligent in terms of asking them what questions to ask them and where I could see the pushback. And I, that is how I was able to get money for that bank. And, and that never stopped. And I built relationship with that bank. And they, in turn, funded another six of my properties going forward after that. And that was one of the initial challenges of getting into real estate because we were buying it in an LLC, not in a personal name. Gotcha. Which so has its own challenges by itself. I mean, for those right. that haven't done it, I mean, that, that's way more challenging, a little bit more complicated than you walking in the bank and using your personal credit. Right. So, so that was one. And the next is we buy that property and everything looks good. And after three months, the tenant uh, stopped paying his rent because one tenant stopped paying rent. And we didn't know anything about uh, rental audits. We didn't know what audits to do when we bought the property. We were excited because there was a tenant living in there and we had cash flowing from the day one. And after two, three months, the tenant by then had stopped paying his rent for two months. So in effect, after owning the property for three months, we had got paid for just one month and we had to go to the eviction. And by the time we got everything, all the papers in place, looks like the tenant knew the laws very well. And by the time we got to the tenant, the tenant had abandoned the property the previous night. And, wow. and then we walk into the property. It was a disaster. So I was down by... I had to spend about $7,000 to fix that property. So in three months after owning the property, I was down close to $10,000. Wow. And we don't know what to do at that point because we don't know whether to turn around, run or fight or freeze what to do because we had to, I decided to stick it up. And, and now you can realize it was worth hanging on to that property because I bought it in 2009 and sold it in 2021. Oh, wow. I'm sure so, that was a nice little trajectory on the, uh, on that, the appreciation. That, that, that was good. In fact, you know, that was a blessing in disguise. And it was worth the pain. I would say the real estate after that, I've done several deals. Mm -hmm. Every deal comes with its own challenges. But real estate, it's a, lo a long-term game. The pain well, is worth it. Well, and I've heard before, and, and maybe you can echo or add on to this, but those in real estate, you only will fail if you run out of one of two things or both, time and money. And, and it sounds like in, in this case, you waited it out 
you were able to, you know, inject some, some capital into the problem at first, but being able to wait it out as long as you did, the property appreciated, I'm sure, exponentially from 09 to 2021, and it made it well worth it. So do, do you, in your career, have you seen that really a lot of the failures will come if you run out of either time or money on, on properties or, or projects? You need to have patience. That is number one. Number two, you don't need to do everything because I didn't know anything better. I thought I could do everything. So I spent a lot of time and money by just trying to do everything on my own. If I were to give that advice to somebody else, I would tell them, go get a mentor. They would speed up your process and you would also save you a lot of money. I don't, you don't need to spend 10 years to learn something, how to deal with the property management, how to be asset manager. So that, that, is a, that time saved itself is a lot of money in itself. I mean, you don't need to reinvent anything. Well, let me ask you this, because I've seen in different communities, whether it's meetups or, or just like on different blogs and things that I follow, a lot of people seem to think, and I'm a firm believer in, in mentors as well. We have a mentor that, that we, go, we go to, we meet with them every, about every other week. And I've seen and read a lot of people thinking that, well, between podcast and the material online and YouTube university and all these different things and assets that we have out there now available to us, that a mentor may not be as valuable. What do you say to those people that think that they can, they can learn all that just from the content that is out there on the, on the internet versus having a mentor who's likely gone through that maybe has 10, 15, 20 years experience? What's the difference in your opinion? Well, well, there's a big difference because I can speak from my personal experience. Like uh, I spoke about uh, what are the challenges I had to get funding for that property and then how the tenant uh, screwed us over. And number three, well, I thought I was the best at uh, property management and I was dealing with the property manager and I still can't forget the date and the, the reaction the property manager had on me. And there was a tree which had fallen on the house. So the urgency was to move that tree away and get everything clean. And I was talking to the property manager. The property manager next day fired me. Have you ever seen a property manager firing the landlord? No, that, I think that's the first time we've ever heard this, yeah. me personally and on this show. Yeah. So, yeah. so the property manager fired me. He told you, you don't have patience. You're pushing me too much. I have other things to do. I can't deal with you. I don't want your business. Please. And he fired me. So, and uh, that was another experience because I, I didn't know how to deal with him. I thought I'm the landlord. I could push him. So, but no, he told you he's a professional. He says, I don't like pushed. I'll do the job. This is on my list, but you don't need to push me. So he fired me. I mean, I have, uh, I, I don't need to hide that, but uh, that is what happened. But that is a lesson learned. And now I hire professionals and I let them do their job. That's all. I don't do any micromanagement on them. So, so I do that. So answering your question, why, I, why mentoring is extremely important, is YouTube, you could learn everything. That is fantastic. I learned so many things on YouTube, but like I learned something and went and fixed my washing machine. So, but when it comes to investing, what I feel is you need to have a mentor because you don't need to fall down and get up because you could learn how to fall but you don't have a mentor. You don't know how to avoid that fall, how to, how to get up when you fall and uh, how to navigate that fall and how to see it coming. I mean, these are the things you don't learn. I mean, it is, you, these are the things you need to meet with the person who's done, who's already there where you want to be. Because right now, 
I value mentorships. I value mentors. And if possible, I would get a mentor for anything and everything. It's like, it's like if you like working out at a gym, you can read all the books and go to the gym. But you need the coach to be there to tell you how to do it right. You might think that you could do it, but you don't want to hurt yourself and stay away from the gym for one year. Or you want, so you want to pay someone, have a mentor, and do it right from the day one. No, listen, I, I completely agree. I, I am team mentor all the way. And, and to your point, I think you, you can learn a lot and you can build a lot of ammunition and knowledge by going on YouTube, reading bigger pockets, going to meetups, talking with people. But to your point, there's, there's nothing better than having somebody in your corner that's an advocate of you and your business that'll help you avoid those traps and, and tell you what you can or maybe things that you hadn't even thought of to ask that you didn't know to search for, that you didn't know to research that can help you either avoid something or, or get out of a situation that you find yourself in. So to your point, Vish, I think it's, it's incredibly valuable to have that mentor, either as a partner or just somebody that you can connect with on a regular basis to ask those questions, because real estate, just like any other business is incredibly unique. And there's a lot of intricacies that you're not going to find on YouTube or bigger pockets or, or other areas and those sorts of things, you do need to ask somebody some very specific questions that are maybe unique to your property. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that because a mentor has been there, he's done it. And at those, uh, the time what you spend with them is extremely valuable. So my recommendation is get a mentor if possible for anything and anything, whatever you're doing. Perfect. Well, Vish, I think that's a ton of great information. I hope the audience was, was taking notes uh, throughout throughout our chat here because that, that's a lot of really great information. I love the fact that you learned through through sheer grit and determination, but helping people understand that they don't have to do that as well, that they could get a mentor and skip a lot of that painful process that you went through to, to do that. So I, I love that. Vish, for those that maybe want to work with you, learn from you, connect with you, invest with you, where is the best place for people to find you online? Well, they could uh, go on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is the best way to reach me. So that way I keep my information updated and and they could look up on Vish Muni. It's a V-I-S-H-M-U-N-I on LinkedIn. And they can Perfect. message me and I'd be more than happy to connect with them and and I don't want people making the same mistakes and I'll be more than happy to help them wherever I can. Perfect. Yeah, I, I will second that. Vish is great. He is also really responsive on LinkedIn. So please, please reach out to him. We'll drop that link in the show notes for everyone to easily grab that and be able to reach out. Vish, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been truly a pleasure having you on and I really appreciate the lessons you taught us today. Oh, thank you, Cody. Absolutely. And thanks everyone else for listening and joining us at home. We'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.